primarily my teachers who I think were concerned about my caffeine. Yeah, you were, oh, you strike me as one of those fucking kids in junior high that drank coffee. You know, like, went to seventh grade with a Starbucks in your hand type one of those kids. Uh, I was the kid in eighth grade who discovered that you could just go to the pharmacy and buy caffeine pills. Mm. Uh, and you could just. So you were a tweaker, is what you're <laughs> <Yes>. saying. <laughs> you started long haul trucking <laughs> in eighth grade. <laughs> Look, I do that and then I, uh, I keister some ephedra and I'm <laughs> ready go. to go. There you go. Now uh, you're ready for biology. No, I can't remember all of the things. Yeah. There was another one like Friskyushmir or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friscoli or Fr- something. Fresh, fresh, something. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Fresco dent. <laughs> <laughs> Frescas. I was drinking Frescas. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some grapefruit. If there was, if there was one soft drink that I would misconstrue as wine, Fresca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be wine. Yeah. Tastes fucked up. It's weird. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. I have a theory about Fresca. Nobody ever buys their own Fresca. They're always given a Fresca by somebody who's doing a bit. It very much like copies of the Watchtower. Fresca is thrust upon you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, well then, all right. I guess I guess we could probably get a move on. Have I you think... been recording? Oh yeah, we've been doing some great stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's all in there. Oh, yeah. Oh great. I hit record before the person even comes into my field of vision. That's so smart. Just in case. That's so smart. This uh, the times where I have like waited for ten minutes. Inevitably, it's like, boy, that was such a fun fucking bit. Yeah. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and also. I think it does. I think it does wonders for the for the guests and the and the hosts' mind yeah. to not have him like and go. go. You're on because then you're like, bah, bah, uh, ah, let me do my words. podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to record now, and I'm recording. Because <laughs> it's totally like you're just suddenly on the spot. And it's like, all right, yeah, interview mode. Um, Speaking of interview mode, yeah. you're listening to Boohaha, which is a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about tangents and uh, presidents who are either dead or who we wish were dead. Uh, every week, I gather my nearest and or dearest to a campfire that I build in Lone Fir Cemetery in beautiful Portland, Oregon, and regale them with spooky tales of trolls, critters, and boglins. <laughs> uh, I think I dated a boglin one. <laughs> gotta look out for those boglins. They'll fuck you up. Uh, and those, listener, are the dulcet tones of Dylan Jones. Yeah, that's my classic giggle. <gasps> Welcome. <laughs> uh, get off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. I like you get somebody on. And they just like they're like you've known them, you've talked to them for years, and then suddenly on recording they've got like a like a Mozart laugh. Like <laughs> and you're like, oh. there's a great episode of Doctor Phil where he has this person on. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, <laughs> do go on. <laughs> uh, it's just like this great episode of Doctor Phil where he has the bum fights guy on. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're not familiar with the bum fights guy, it's basically this guy who makes videos where he gives bums 20 bucks to just like do horrible shit to each other and <laughs> makes <laughs> makes bums fight each other yeah. for 20 bucks or like I saw one where he like he was like, oh, drink a whole bottle of Epicac and I'll give you a hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. And uh, it was horrific. So and, it's... So, and so Dr. Phil has the bum fights guy on and apparently it was solely just to kick him off of the show because <laughs> he, he introduces him they watch the they watch clips of the bum fights to get everybody really like oh my god sure and then it, they cut back to him and the bum fights guy and then he's just like I don't want to talk to you. That's <laughs> like, oh, like you weren't fucking planning that from the beginning. You Dr. invited, Phil? you paid for my hotel. Yeah. Like I, will you send the car around? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love, A, I, I love, like just the idea of bum fights. It's like, it's the shit that collects in like the keef drawer at the bottom of the grinder that is humanity. <laughs> yeah. Like, but also just, just Dr. Phil as an entity is great. He's also um, in the Keefe drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Phil is garbage. He's <laughs> That's despicable. Absolutely garbage. And like, it, it, I, I don't understand how. It, he helps no one. No. Ever. No, no, no. He's never helped society. Mm, uh, yeah. If, we, if Dr. Phil disappeared tomorrow, we'd be a better society for it. We would not be missing Dr. Phil. Isn't it fucked up to think Oprah did that to us? Absolutely, Oprah like, did that to us. Oprah is not a good person. No, no, no. I would say no. uh, Oprah. Oprah pushed like a dr a bleach drinking dude in South America. There's oh. like, and she pushed him as if he was legitimate at all. Like, yeah. this guy, this guy is like, a, it's like a new Eastern medicine type idea. He was a, literally a cult leader. It took over a whole fucking town. Drink more bleach. Drink bleach. That's what was his thing. Uh, I think, I mean, if the last four years have taught us anything, it's a popular stance. Yeah, apparently uh, people, it's a thing people People do. love bleach. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. I love bleach. Cleanliness is next to I'm godliness. A, I'm a fan of bleach. I think it's, it's an important tool to society. Look, I... Don't drink it. No. Don't drink it. Um, Just inject it. Yeah, yeah, right into your veins, <laughs> along with all that ultraviolet Just... light that you're shining into your into your butthole or whatever. Um, I do have a light up butt plug that I've been using. See, there you go. That's uh, what is it? Is on that Trump's from, orders. Is that from Glow Fuck Yourself, the uh, the proud not sponsor of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, it's a podcast about tangents uh, and uh, presidents who we wish were dead. Yeah. So it all yeah. it all Point ties of together. Butthole tangents on this one. <laughs> Look, if we're not talking about buttholes at least once every ten minutes, we're not having the podcast that I want in my life. That's it. Get off my show. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my show and onto this butt plug. Um, welcome. Happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, I have prepared a couple of uh, spooky tales. Uh, in the past, we've gone for spooky stories from the hometown of the guest. But, you know, it's the pandemic. We're just kind of shitting on everything. So tonight, we will be delving into the terrifying well that is spooky New England. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and to make it even scarier, I'm going to make sure to pronounce it England. England. Um but before we get to those spooky, spooky tales, uh, where do you stand on ghosts and ghouls and the spookernatural? I would say I am a hard 
that shit is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I offend people. I, I get to a, I get, I'm so not a believer in ghosts that mm-hmm. people who only kind of believe in ghosts <laughs> are like, I know what I saw. <laughs> they become, more, they have more conviction <laughs> once I start talking about it. Because I, uh, maybe you can help me with this. I just like every time somebody starts telling me about ghosts or that they believe in ghosts or that they're afraid of ghosts, mm-hmm. I have a really hard time not <laughs> making them know that I feel like they're stupid. Sure. So you're like the. Uh... You're you're the uh, example case study and all of those like how to talk to your family members about being Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like don't come at them with facts that will make them angrier. <laughs> um, yes. You're just you're you're radicalizing yeah. uh, ghost agnostics. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Um, I push them farther to the ghosts. Yeah. Thing. Well, I mean, it's it's that uh, I think it's that thing that happens where like. You know, if you have a, a a personal belief in anything, you know, be it be it ghosts or you know, I don't know the the efficacy of psychedelics as a therapeutic. Now that's when people <clears throat> will push push me exactly. towards the yeah. the farther end of the. No, I'm doing acid every day. Exactly. <laughs> like I will have I will have conversations with um, like my mom, for example, like just espousing like and not being like get like fucking go out to the desert in the VW bug and just take it, man. <laughs> uh, just talking about like you know therapeutic benefits like mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and and she's like no no and i feel myself just getting like i could feel the tie dye like coming out of my pores and i'm like just slowly turning into like a grateful dead fan um but yeah no it's that thing that happens where it's like even if it's not a particularly strongly held belief i think especially with ghosts you know i I'd put myself in, in the same boat as you. I'm, I'm not a believer by any means. Um, I'd love to be. Oh, my God. It'd be great. I would, it would be a revelation for me if, a go, if I got haunted or some type of possession. I am so open to the idea yeah. that ghosts could exist. Sure. Yeah. We've never proven it ever. Nope. Never once. Not even the littlest bit. And if we did, it would be... A revelation, it would be a paradigm shift. Transcendent. It was, it's, because when you say ghosts exist, you say the afterlife exists. And, 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 and tell me this, if, if anyone, because I hear this argument a lot, mm-hmm. I, I tell people I don't believe in ghosts, and then people immediately hit me with like, well, do you believe in energy? And I'm like, <laughs> like... I, yeah, I do, but I feel like you're leading me to a thing, and yeah, I don't like that get, you're leading me this way. Somebody holding open the basement door and being like, come on down, the light switch is at the bottom of the stairs. Um, <laughs> do you believe in energy? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I've seen, I believe in laser pointers. I don't necessarily believe in, like, Star Trek phasers. Um, yeah. It's such a thing where, like, and I, I feel like because people's beliefs in spooky things it's always tied to like some kind of fear. Like, I mean, anybody I know who has had like a, a scary, spooky thing happen to them, you can tell that like it affected them partially because they were so scared. Right. And they I got think freaked out. Yeah. And it'd be like, and they don't want to be pussies who got freaked out over nothing. Exactly. Over their own brain. Yeah. You know, we're like, I, and I feel like it, you know, if somebody saw like a UFO or something, that would be an easier thing to be like, ah, bullshit or whatever. 
because uh, a UFO isn't terribly scary. Right. You know, but like a ghost, you're like, no, I was scared. Yeah. You can't invalidate was a moment. my fear. I was terrified. Yeah. Is the that, bottle kept rolling. It's that, <laughs> Maybe you were on an incline. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell when the floor slants. That's There's wind yes. also. Um, but yeah. it's, it's like that thing where, like, I don't know, like when you're a kid and, like, you know, an adult would jump out and scare you. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, ah, it was just a joke. And you're like, no, I'm still angry. Yeah. Like, I'm still scared and I hate you. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I, I I don't have any hard and fast answers there uh, other, yeah. than, other than to say uh, it's hard. I, uh, I've, learned, I've learned to just keep my mouth shut yeah. and wait until somebody asks me if I believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's with most, most things. I have a hard time not bringing up Bitcoin without people asking me about it. You know? <laughs> I, have to, I have to learn to just be like, nobody asked you. Mm-hmm. you. There's no need to shift the subject to ghosts are bullshit. When somebody brings up ghosts. Yeah. It's it's one of those, like, you know, again, like with psychedelics as a therapeutic, it's like, if they want to know, they'll ask, Avalon. <laughs> right. It doesn't need to be every conversation. Um, yeah, I've been having a hard time with the Bitcoin thing. It's, it's, like, it's turning into every conversation. <laughs> Why? It's, it's just so cool. The, 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 you say cool, I say I want to go live in the desert until I die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's hard to not talk about things that you're passionate about. Yeah, well, and it's especially when it's something that is, because, like, even I, you know, from, like, an environmental standpoint, like, Bitcoin, like, you know, just energy in we we did it wrong Um, but anyway uh yeah we're talking spooky new england spooky spooky new england Um, i don't believe in ghosts i do believe in bitcoin (laughs) that's what that's what we covered there perfect all right so uh yeah uh uh, bitcoin yes ghosts no let's see if we can change your mind on either of those (laughs) Uh, so yeah no uh we're going to be visiting the the rich, spooky well that is spookery New England's. Okay. Um, prepared a few stories here. I'm going to give you the list. We have the man who made weather. <laughs> Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the globalists. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either Alex Jones or uh, Sean Connery in that shitty movie, <laughs> The Avengers, with his weather machine. Um <laughs> It's a reference for two people. Okay, uh, yeah. And those two people don't listen to your podcast. It's me and me when I listen to it later. <laughs> um, that is another person. <laughs> they can't tell me it isn't. Uh, then we've got the lady in black, the telltale seaweed, <laughs> the man who could send rats. The man who could send rats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have the man who made weather and the man who can send rats. Yeah. Um, the witch sheep. Okay. <laughs> that could be terrifying. I'm enticed with witch sheep. <laughs> and to be clear, it's W-I-T-C-H. Okay, of not course. Not W-H-I-C-H. Yeah, like witch sheep. <laughs> no, it's that one over there. I don't know. Um, and last of all, we have Tom Dunn's Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I, 
You know it's good when just the names of the stories are dumb enough to make you laugh. Uh, I think I want to go Tall Tale Seaweed or whatever the fuck that one was. <laughs> the Telltale Seaweed. Yeah, the Telltale Seaweed. Uh, good one. <clears throat> Telltale Seaweed. Telltale Seaweed. Uh, is this all authored by the same person? This person just knows so many ghost stories? Yeah, okay. so the thing about that, <clears throat> it's it's very much... Tales of hauntings, strange happenings, and other local lore retold by S.E. Schlosser. S.E. Schlosser. So I, it's one of those like S.E. Sh- it to me, baby. Yeah, <laughs> sassy Schlosserino. Uh, <laughs> I think just like collects stories and like uh-huh. either churches them up or dumbs them down to hit that like young adult market. Yeah, I think I, I think that this person probably. Uh, goes to their publisher and says, I need to go collect lore, so I need you to pay for me to go to New England for six months just to collect local lore. I need to go to a writer's retreat. I'll be on sabbatical there (laughs) in in the archives in Boston. Um, The Telltale Seaweed from beautiful Provincetown, Massachusetts. The rain was beating down on the windshield so hard that Elizabeth... Windshield, okay. I guess we're in the present and not in the past, where it's, like, yeah. spooky. Okay. Um, <laughs> the present's so not spooky. It's, it's just, it's, <laughs> it, All ghost stories happened in the 1800s. Yeah, well, it's weird, like, we, uh, on, on Kat Buckley's episode, we were doing The Hook. Uh-huh. You know, the man door, hook hand, car door. Um, and, uh, and someone was like, I turned off the CD player, and I'm like, this isn't the 50s? <laughs> like, why are they going up to, like, make out point? Um so yeah, just good to know. We're in the present. Um, replace all of your like old timey skirts with like you know Jenko jeans. Cool. Um, the rain was beating down on the windshield so hard that Elizabeth could hardly see the narrow Cape Cod road on which she was driving. It was nearly midnight. After spending the day sightseeing in Provincetown, she and her sister Patricia joined acquaintances in the area for a leisurely dinner. It was after ten before they started back to the inn where they were spending their vacation. The storm had blown inland a few minutes after they'd left the restaurant. Maybe we should just pull over until the storm lets up, suggested her sister nervously. Elizabeth glanced over, but all she could see of her per- all she could see of her petite brunette sister was her silhouette. Patricia was always How big were her titties. <laughs> I wanna know her nipple let me, size. Let me see here. Uh, like tea saucers. <laughs> It's so unnecessary. It's it's one of those words that like society has ruined for us. That's right. Like like daddy and facial. Yeah. No. Um, Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting. That's what the podcast is for, sir. (laughs) Um, uh, They were driving down a particularly desolate part of the road. The trees were thick right up to the pavement. The rain and the dim headlights made everything seem spooky. (laughs) You know, I'd rather wait until we reach someplace more populated, Elizabeth said. At that moment, the engine gave a violent knocking sound. The car shook with something more than the wind and stalled right in the middle of the road. Elizabeth tried to restart the car several times, but the engine wouldn't turn over. We're stuck. What are we going to do now, Patricia said. Well, we'll have to find a house and a phone and someone who can give us a tow, maybe. 
Do you want me to wait with the car? Patricia asked in a terrified voice. Um, which is me. That's me in this situation. Like, you go. I'll, I'll stay right here. Yeah, I'm in the car. <laughs> car safe. <clears throat> the wind gave a giant gust and something slammed into the back windshield. Both women screamed as the glass shattered under the weight of a large branch. Um, wind and rain came whipping into the car through the gaping hole, only partially plugged by the enormous limb. Speaking of... This is a horny story. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of things getting plugged by giant limbs. <laughs> uh, are you all right? Elizabeth asked shakily. Her sister nodded. The high seats in front had protected them from most of the glass. Well, that settles it. We can't stay here with that hole in the back windshield. We'll have to find some place to stay for the night. Taking the flashlight from under the seat, the two sisters ventured out into the storm. They were immediately soaked to the skin. <laughs> now that, like, I'm doing now that my you've best said to it, not. yeah, it's really. <laughs> they're... They set me off with petite. It, it's only gone from there. Now, now it's it's two sisters soaked in the rain. Um, That's right. A flash of lightning revealed a waist-high stone wall that surrounded an overgrown lawn. Another flash, seconds later, revealed an old, neglected-looking house set a little way back from the road. No, Patricia shouted over the wind. We're not going in there. Okay. Beggars, yeah. chooser, go back to your fucking car and die then, Patricia. Patricia sucks. Patricia's garbage, and she just wants to, like, stay. She's the lawyer from Jurassic Park. It's like, you're just going to die in your little outhouse. Good for you. Okay. <clears throat> we don't have a choice, Elizabeth yelled back. We'll catch pneumonia if we stay out here any longer. She hurried up to the wall and walked around it until she came to an iron gate. It opened with a high-pitched groan. She hesitated. The sound gave her goosebumps. Maybe Patricia was right. Maybe they should look for another place to stay. But just then, a fierce gust drove the rain right into her eyes. <laughs> it seems fine. I mean, it's, it's inconvenient, but it's not, yeah. you know. All right, I've had it. I got rain in my eyes. I'm going to go lie <laughs> under the car and hope that somebody runs me over. Behind her, she could hear Patricia grumbling as she followed. Elizabeth walked boldly up the steps to the small front porch and paused before the large, dark door. The house was even creepier up close. Paint peeled off the doorframe, and the boards below her feet felt warped. Probably from all the rain. It could be the rain. <laughs> and neglect. Neglect. Just, you know. Again, beggars, choosers. Yeah, like beggars, fucking... beggies, choosies. <clears throat> Always losies. <laughs> uh, one of the shutters was hanging loose, banging against the side of the house in a forlorn manner. Elizabeth stopped it with her hand as she looked in the window. She could see a large room full of books. It looked like a library. <laughs> oh, weird. Great. So, so, it sounded like you were describing a garage until you said it looked like a library. I guess this is where they keep their toilet paper. I don't know what books are for. <laughs> looks, this, this bathroom looks just like a library. <laughs> Elizabeth said, already shitting in the middle of the floor. 
Dust lay heavily over everything. It's a perfect vacation spot, Patricia yelled sarcastically mm. from behind her. Ugh. Patricia hasn't helped a lick. It sounded like you were going to call her pastrami. <laughs> On board. Um, huh. Well, at least it's out of the wind and rain, Elizabeth replied seriously. We can get blankets from the trunk of the car, and there may be wood for a fire. Why don't you stay here while I run back to the car? Oh, no, Patricia said. We'll both go. Maybe someone will have stopped by now, and we won't have to spend the night in this horrible house. Um, Beggies, choosies, always losies. Always losies. My suspicion is that Patricia is going to always losey in this story. Yeah. Um, together, they wrestled the limb off the back of the car and pulled the blankets out of the trunk, thrusting the blankets inside their raincoats to keep them dry because they were soaked. Mm-hmm. Um, they hurried back to the house. But I thought they were already soaked to the skin. They were soaked because the big limb had penetrated. Oh, right. <laughs> right. by this time even Patricia was glad to be getting out of the rain the front door was unlocked and it creaked open and into a narrow hallway Elizabeth sneezed as dust tickled her nose she shivered the house was chilly but at least it was dry and the dust was so thick that they left visible footprints on the floor wherever they stepped I'm not going upstairs said Patricia let's just sleep down here fair the first smart thing Patricia's ever yeah. said. If you, there's a whole lot of house. Each additional step, that's more floor you can fall through. Yeah. Just choose Absolutely. one room. Stay put. Um, <clears throat> after eyeing the spooky dark stairwell, Elizabeth agreed. The sisters hastily searched downstairs for some firewood. There are a few small sticks in the bottom of the wood bin in the huge kitchen, but not enough to start a fire. The wood box in the library is totally empty. After vetoing Patricia's suggestion that they break up some of the chairs to make a fire, Elizabeth decided they would sleep in the library, which was marginally warmer than the rest of the downstairs. Why didn't they just burn the books? Burn the books. Like, burn the books in the library. I know that's like not a You have great, to feed it a lot. Yeah. You have to do a lot of fire feeding. It's a lot of killing. I suppose like, and if, if the books are leather bound, you're probably going to, that it would burn. You Seems rip, like it would. You could rip out a page. Yeah, you're never yeah. gonna. You're never gonna want to burn a whole book. That no, ain't no, gonna no. burn. No, 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 no. You got to get the pages out. You got to page by page. Twist them up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Crumple them even. You don't crumple a newspaper up. You twist it. Twist it lengthwise to simulate kindling. That's why you get it gone. I burn. Uh, I burn my fair share of books or two. Well, it looks like you're wanking your crank. <laughs> <laughs> we both hate and are afraid of ideas <laughs> that could potentially change the way we or children think. So yeah, yeah. I that Orson Welles scares the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> look as as a republican who really doesn't understand what the word orwellian means same here <laughs> but i'll just say all of this democratic liberty is orwellian <laughs> <laughs> they removed their coats spread them out on the table to dry then they made a bed out of blankets and lay down to sleep elizabeth wasn't sure what had awakened her perhaps it was a sudden silence well, the storm is over, she thought, opening her eyes. The room was bright, but the light was strange. And the room was filled with the smell of the sea. Okay. We've all 
walked into someone's room in the middle of the night and it smells a little bit like the ocean. You know what's up. Yeah, I, I say that. I say that every time. <laughs> I go into my roommate's room while he's with his girlfriend. Just a it bunch. Smells of the sea in here. Just a bunch of cummy sailors in here, eh? <laughs> I tell you what, cum smells just like the sea. Why wouldn't I have called them semen? Well, it's so obvious. Because you're not as funny as God I am. God damn it! Editing future Avalon, <laughs> fix it. Not. Nah. <laughs> uh, and we'll just edit out the you saying not. So it's just you saying you are as funny as I am. Because you're as funny as I am. So it smells like cum. <laughs> Elizabeth sat up and gasped. A bedraggled man in a rough sailor's coat was standing next to the fireplace. Okay, okay. The end. <laughs> Spooky! St standing by the fireplace, reeking of cum. Um, who are you, Elizabeth called out in a strangled whisper. What are you doing here? Um, at the sound of her voice, Patricia sat up. She took one look at the man, gave a small shriek, and then buried her head beneath the blanket. I hate Patricia. <laughs> So much. <laughs> Patricia is purely there just to get slapped around. Yeah, Patricia has like reverted to the mindset of a child and is yeah. just actively hiding beneath the blanket. <laughs> like, you're an adult, Patricia. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Patricia. Um, I'm already calling her Patricia. I know her so well. Oh, is this your house? Elizabeth continued in a stronger voice. We're sorry. We, we needed shelter for the night and thought no one lived... Her voice trailed off belatedly as she realized that the light was coming not from the window, but from the sailor, who was glowing in the dark. Who? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> the blanket Can I was... get you some uranium or something? <laughs> we'll, we'll go. We'll come back later. You seem radioactive. Um, <laughs> the blanket beside her was shaking, and she could hear Patricia, a confirmed atheist, whispering the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> That's when you know that, smell, that sailor's got some. Patricia is using complete, like, she is specifically make-believe methods of right, solving this. I'm beneath the blanket. He can't get me. And I'm saying uh, magic words to the magic man upstairs that I don't believe in. So. And I'm a confirmed atheist. I'm safe forever. <laughs> this is how they get me. This is how they get me. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, this has to be a true story. They've converted an atheist. <laughs> it it always comes over as like a like a cautionary tale for the mm -hmm. atheists where it's like, don't go into a spooky house or you might start believing in the Lord. <laughs> Steer clear. Yeah, say no more. <laughs> I'll never go into a spooky house again. The sailor turned and looked directly at Elizabeth. He frowned as if he didn't recognize her and muttered something that she couldn't make out. And then he disappeared. Elizabeth screamed. Yeah. <laughs> and credits. I'm sorry, that'll be the last of the end. Um, Unless there's a really good opportunity. No, it's, it's perf. That's, um, uh, Elizabeth screamed and joined Patricia under the covers. Which, like, I am not a woman. I don't have a lot of experience with what it is like to be a woman in America now or anytime. You have zero experience. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say... If I woke up in a strange house to see a bedraggled, wet man... Mm -hmm. Glowing in the dark. Glowing in the dark. As soon as that man disappeared, 
revealing himself to be a ghost, I think my level of fear would go down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank God the ghost is gone. Yeah. Thank God. I thought that that was yeah. a guy who was going to murder me. Yeah. Now I feel better because he's dead. Because <laughs> now he's just dissipated. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a... It's a bad situation where you're like, oh, thank God it was just the undead. (laughs) 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 Yeah, thank God my whole views on the world have shifted. That's all that's happened. Just elbowing Patricia, (laughs) being like, huh? Huh?" (laughs) That was almost a real guy. See you in church on Sunday. (laughs) Could have been so much worse. (laughs) So they hide under the covers. Hide under the covers. Um... It's just a bad dream, Elizabeth said. It's just a bad dream. Patricia's only reply was a hastily quoted Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. Which Confirmed atheist knows yep. the Bible mm-hmm. by In heart. and out. <laughs> there were fewer books back then. <laughs> um, windshields existed. Not as many books. Yeah, windshields, yes. Books, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe she got the Bible from the library that they were sleeping in. <laughs> the, this, the scene that was omitted here was like three hours of being like, oh, I'm so bored and I can't sleep. Let's just, let's read the good book, I guess. Mm, a lot of incest in here. Okay. Um. <laughs> must be the old good book. <laughs> I'm more of a new good book guy. The real good one. <laughs> uh. Beside her, Patricia recited every piece of scripture their mother had ever forced them to learn. And when Elizabeth awoke, sunlight was streaming in the window. She sat up and tapped Patricia on the shoulder. Patricia shot to her feet with a shriek, got tangled in the blankets, and then fell over. Uh, It's morning. Time to go, said Elizabeth. Hallelujah, Patricia said, untangling herself from the blankets. She practically leapt towards the table by the fireplace to get her coat and then stopped dead. Elizabeth, she whispered. Elizabeth hurried to her sister, was looking at a patch of water by the fireplace. Beside it, draped across the hearth, was a long piece of seaweed. No. It I forgot that this story was <laughs> <laughs> the telltale of seaweed. I thought it was just going to be something that they used to wipe their asses with. Yeah. Um, it had not been there the night before, but when Elizabeth looked around the room, the only footprints she could see in the dust were those of herself and her sister. Hmm. Well, that's enough for me. I'm leaving right now, said Patricia, grabbing her coat and marching out of the house. Elizabeth lingered for a moment. The sailor had looked so sad, she thought. She picked up the seaweed and put it into the pocket of her raincoat. Then she touched the puddle of water and smelled her finger. <laughs> This is the horniest story I've ever read. It smelled briny. (laughs) (laughs) She tasted it. It was salty. (laughs) This this may very well be the horniest story we've come across so far. Um, Slowly, she followed her sister out of the house and down the road to the car. By the time she arrived, Patricia had flagged down a milk truck. The driver offered them a ride to the nearest town. After arranging for the car to be towed, Elizabeth asked the owner about the abandoned house. Oh, the Allen place, he replied. Well, the Allens were an old Cape Cod family. Lived in that house nigh on forever. I'm assuming that this is the voice. It's perfect. It's like you're there. I'm there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old man Allen and his wife were the last of that family. They only had one son, a boy named Thomas. 
He was a high-spirited lad, but he didn't get along too well with his father. About 20 years ago, old, Alan, old man Allen and Thomas had a terrible fight, and the old man ordered Thomas out of the house, and the boy left. Signed onto a fishing boat and drowned at sea. Mother died of a broken heart when she got the news. Old man Allen didn't say much after that. Just got odder and odder. Then they sold the house and went out west. <laughs> Stupid story of it. <laughs> Old what's-his-face didn't say much. He just got real weird. <laughs> just got real weird and then... Bought some nice land in Palm Springs <laughs> <laughs> to retire to. Uh, well, it stood empty for over ten years now. You girls didn't happen to see anything while you were out there, did ya? Oh, absolutely not. I don't believe in ghosts, Patricia told him firmly. <laughs> Elizabeth put her hand in the coat pocket, fingering the seaweed there. Mm. I do, she thought. Mm. Now smell this, <laughs> mister. <laughs> smell my spooky fingers. <laughs> just covered in ectoplasm. Just um, <clears throat> A few months later, Elizabeth attended a local dinner party. Patricia usually accompanied her to such events, but this dinner party conflicted with her weekly parish meeting. Mm. See, plot development, character mm. development. She's religious now. Mm. Okay, yeah. Great, okay. We've got an arc. Patricia's newfound faith, blah, 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 blah. So uh, Elizabeth found herself partnered with another solo guest at the dinner. He was a museum curator, and they realized that they had a mutual interest in the paranormal. Mm. Finding a sympathetic ear, Elizabeth told him the story of her stay in that haunted house. And the museum curator volunteered to test the seaweed for her if she sent him a sample. She did, and after several days, Elizabeth received a letter. The seaweed, the message said, was a rare type. Only grew at sea, and only on the corpses of the dead. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Wait, you're trying to tell me that the seaweed only grows at sea? Uh-huh. Turns out. It's not yeah. beachweed. Or landweed. <laughs> it's seaweed, baby. <laughs> and this seaweed only eats the flesh of the dead. Mm -hmm. P.S. It also smells like cum, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Testing it for cum. It's cum. Yeah, so the, all of this... Cummy lettuce that you sent me, not okay. <laughs> this is, I'm a serious doctor. Yeah, I am a fucking museum curator. How dare you make a fool of me? I told you I was going to test your spooky seaweed for spookiness, and you send me a piece of romaine covered in jism. Yeah, yeah my, first, my first thought was definitely like, what is he testing it for? Spook? What? Like, he's got like some spooky test or something. He's, he, I thought you were gonna say he puts it in the spoojometer. <laughs> spoojometer. It's cummy, all right. Mm. Oh <laughs> I, my goodness! When he said gonna test it, I just immediately flashed just him like making like a little California roll and being like, "That's pretty. <laughs> That's seaweed. Pretty good." <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Yeah, well, that's a story. Well, yeah, that is um, the telltale seaweed. The telltale seaweed, indeed. Now, uh, 
Have you ever heard a variation of that? Absolutely not. Okay. No. So I remember when I was a kid hearing like a, a, a similar take on it, but it was like uh, in the past, a woman, uh, her, her husband is a sailor. He goes out to sea, um, you know, He's out and he's gone for much longer than she expected. Shows up in the middle of the night and he's like, I'm just in town for the night. We have to set sail in the morning. And she's like, oh, you're so cold. And he's like, oh, it's all right. I'll be back soon. Here, take my lucky coin. Uh, this coin only grows on dead people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Like she, she wakes up in the morning uh, and the coin has like some funky moss on it. Mm-hmm. Uh Turns out her husband's ship sank. She uh, she takes it to the museum, and the guy's like, oh, this moss only grows on dead people. Mm. Huh. Spookerino. <laughs> it was a museum curator. Yeah. It, <laughs> the museum curator is so often the linchpin in these, like... <laughs> You know, it's it's either the the museum curator or the the operator who calls yeah. the the call is coming from upstairs. G- get out. Yeah. Um, How do you get a job like that? Like, yep, I know good old stuff when I see it. <laughs> Look, I'm uh, just a just a weird pervy seaweed tester, <laughs> hoping that somebody will send me some ghost jism and uh, gonna put gonna put it to good use. Gonna do some good for the world. I think it was. Um uh, I mean, I guess it was a fi- it was a fine story. Uh, it was hard to figure out at a certain point. Like, I knew that Elizabeth was the main character. Yeah. But also feeling as if like Patricia's getting just as much screen time. You know it's, what? The, what is the deal here? It's that it's that thing where you're like, okay, Elizabeth is the main character, but why? Yeah, but why? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I know more about Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> had more of an arc. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth starts the story as a cipher and ends as a cipher who has some seaweed that grew on a dead guy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, so we, we, we generally give, give these a rating before we move on. <clears throat> and uh, the scale is one to five of a thing of your own choosing. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm going, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this, Three out of five puddles of spooky fluid. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it a, a two out of five of uh, uh, plug plugging uh, limbs. <laughs> two out of five limbs that plug. Yeah, two out of five uh, giant limbs plugging uh, pl- plugging apertures, <laughs> orifices. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if yeah, I was not in. Th- I was not enthralled. No, I no. could. We could have stopped the story at any time. And I would not have been like, "Come on, I gotta know the end of that story." And you tried to stop the story <laughs> several times by inserting an ending. <laughs> yes. And honestly, either of those points would have been fine. <laughs> they would have at least gotten a laugh out of me. <laughs> I just, feel like I was pull. I was doing a lot of work making that story interesting. This 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 book should come with like a couple card, or just a couple like, and then they died cards, where it's like you <laughs> yeah. could just throw it in at any point to cut off a story. Like, yeah. uh, often the stories that are the most kind of boring and long winded are the ones about um, miners. Just mm. like you know, say, oh, we're in a mine, and there's a go. Oh, the mine collapsed, and now there's a ghost in the mine, and he tells you when there's gonna be a mine collapse. Yeah, I'm starting to learn about ghost stories that it's just, it's almost always just a like, 
a sad story that happened in the past. Yeah. That uh, somehow rears its ugly head in the pe- in the present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. It's never. It's never like oh, old man Allen's kid died about four weeks ago. So I was like, eh, about 60 years ago when I was just a boy and I can't be a reliable narrator because I was just a boy. And also the dementia <laughs> set in, so. Yeah, there's always, it's always an old enough story that like fucking, that like a game of telephone can make it a yeah. scary story. It's that, you know. What what starts as a creaking door turns into, you know, I murdered my wife. Or, um, like, the door slammed open. Mm-hmm, and then I saw the hand on the knob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Still it, don't think ghosts are real. The, the, the thing, it's, it's, it's the, the microphone next to a speaker thing. The stories, right. they tend to get louder with time. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you can't win them all. Can't win them but all. But we can try. Can you? And we will try again. Yeah, let's try and win. Let's one. try right now. Hand now, me that, hand me that spooky New England. Give you this spookerino book. Uh, spookerino bookerino. Uh. I think S. E. Schlosser is probably a pseudonym because they don't want to use uh, or an <laughs> alias. Yeah, an a- pseudonym's not the word. I, I, just, I use that too. word when I try and sound smart. Sometimes. A pseudonym. <laughs> I think it could be. Or what, um, it's there, an alias, so that. Uh, uh, to avoid the fact that they write shitty stories, <laughs> you know, like that, they, that like S. E. Schlosser can then go write good books, yeah, yeah, and not be tainted by the S. E. Schlosser name. It's it's like how uh, when Anne Rice wanted to go write some like uh, porno books, like porno BDSM books about Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. she went with the name uh, Charlotte Rampling. Ooh, yeah, because nobody to give her a good Rampling. Give give Charlotte that Rampler. <laughs> I'm Next having time. a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I, end. I need you to put my belt in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, S.E. Schlosser, admittedly, a lot, you would think, like, okay, their story's written for children. They're going to be kind of shooting for the middle. But then one out of ten will be like, uh, it'll just, like, take a hard pivot towards, like, nightmarish gore. That's what I'm after. Yeah, and there was there was one That's where That's what I want out of a ghost story. Uh, there, some nightmarish gore. Horror. Like yeah. there's there is one about a guy killing his wife and grinding her up into sausage meat and mm. the half a page of description of like her face was horribly lopsided and the ground up shards of her teeth poking through her ripped up lips and you're like Ooh. Jesus Christ, this is a That's children's what I'm book. After. Um well let's <laughs> Also I'm noticing in this book that it says uh to buy books in quantity for corporate use or incentives? Corporate use. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, fucking shoot me in the head if there's if I'm on a corporate retreat and they start reading Spooky New England to me. Everybody gets a copy of Spooky New England. Now, I was with you for a second there, and then I realized that's what I'm doing to you right now. <laughs> I voluntarily came here. I came here. I was excited to be on the show. That's look. This this is fair. If if my if my boss did this to me, no, yeah. no, 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 less fun. Wouldn't it be fun, guys? Wouldn't it be fun? It's like no. Let's go get drunk. Let's go That's what you do at corporate meet retreats at the end of the night. You should buy us sandwiches, and then we should get drunk. Oh, that's nice. They put in a nice little uh, map of New England. Mm-hmm. 
So you just, know where they're what they're looking for, what, yeah. what you're looking at. Where was the Provincetown? Provincetown. That was where that last one was set. And that's that's like right there, right at the tip of the old arm of a uh, of a uh, mess. The mess. The the, uh, the barrel of monkeys hook. <laughs> the barrel of monkeys. <laughs> that's right. That kind of horrible hook hand of New Massachusetts. Mm. Um, all right. Well, now I think okay. Well, I'm gonna go through the list again. We've got the man who made weather, the lady in black. The man who could send rats, the witch sheep, and Tom Dunn's dance. I think I'm 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 going back and forth between the witch sheep and Tom Dunn's dance. Do you want to look through the index there at the beginning and see which of those is shorter? Okay. When in doubt, go for the one that's shorter. <laughs> you know, actually, I have a I have a really good story about when in doubt. Uh, go for the one that's shorter. Mm-hmm. Do tell. When I was in 10th grade English class, we had to, uh, my teacher was cool enough to be like, okay, so you're going to have to read a book, but I'm going to give you a list of books for you to read, and you choose one and write a report on it. Sure. I chose the one with the smallest amount of pages. 1984 was the book. Oh, there you go. And it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. And I had no idea. I'd never even heard of the story of 1984. So I was like, well, sometimes it's best to choose the shortest story because it will fucking shape you. It turns out sometimes war is peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the witch, the witch sheep, and what else? Uh, Tom Dunn's Dance. Tom Dunn's Dance. Okay. Um, Tom, D- Tom Dunn's dance is a hot six pages. All right. And that's, then that's the, the witch sheep is uh, nine. We're going to go Tom, Tom Dunn's, Dunn's dance. Tom Dunn's dance. <laughs> Page 105 for those of you reading at home. For those of you following along in the first edition of Spooky New Englis <laughs> by Sappy Schlappers, Page one hundred and five. <laughs> Slappy slappers. Uh, yeah, the other the other tradition on Buhaha is that I mispronounce the author's name. My favorite so far is Sultry Sippy Cup. <laughs> <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> okay, this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because all the young women couldn't keep their mouths off of you, but that's horrible. Continue. <laughs> I was young too, so it's fine. It, that yeah, that was the that was the <laughs> mitigating factor. I'm like, that's it's fine because also young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Dunn's dance takes place in Woburn, Massachusetts. Beautiful. Woburn. I think Woburn is probably more Massachusettsy. Woburn seems right. Woburn. That's I don't know why. Woburn. <laughs> I don't Woburn know why. Woburn seems right. Woburn seems right. That's not <laughs> that classic Massachusetts accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Setting the scene, Woburn, Massachusetts. Tom Dunn was a rascal of a fellow who would rather drink, uh, drink and dance than go to church. But he was a favorite with the ladies, being tall and handsome. This story is about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so far, uh, I mean, I, I get the impression that they're trying to cue him up as like, oh, a real, yeah, a real monster, bad, yeah, Tom he's a Dunn. Bad boy, never goes to church. Cool. Loves drinking and dancing. Fucks a lot of <laughs> whores. <laughs> we also we also slings that dick, Tom Dunn. Or <laughs> uh, well, verily did Tom Dunn break it off. Um, 
we also we don't we don't know the era, so I am yeah. picturing like fucking like buckles on his shoes, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, he's he's fucking with, with one hand, he's fucking with the other hand, he's accusing somebody of being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Tom went to all the social events and was very popular. Still, the minister and the deacons all shook their heads over his behavior. Not the fearing deacons. for his immortal soul if he kept up his rascally ways. <laughs> uh, Dylan, I believe it's pronounced wascally ways. <laughs> Please. <laughs> One fine night, Tom attended the local husking bee. All right, stop. What? <laughs> what the fuck is a husking bee? A husking bean? Husking bee, as in like a spelling bee, but instead of spelling, you're There's- husking. They're husking. Is it corn husks? I think so. I mean, maybe it's like a husking race. Like like a, like a, some sort of a, an old-timey harvest festival. <laughs> there should be an in, there should be a glossary in here where we go where we look, look up husking bee. If this is a book for children, I can't imagine that like, you know, kids now are going to like look away from their, you know, uh, brain chips and their TikToks to be like, "Yes, the husking bee, of oh, course." Yes, of course, the husking bee. We'll just assume it's a it's a corn husking race. Yeah, yeah. Either that or some weird future drug that you like, you know, put in a USB drive. He was in high spirits that night, for there was plenty to drink, and he had a pretty partner. The only low point came when he, when the minister took him aside for a few moments to talk about his immortal soul Ugh. and the mending of his ways. God, I hate it. Also, when the minister talks about my immortal soul. At the husking bee, no Come less. Come on, we're trying to have fun here. You're, you're there. You're bringing me down. Three quarters of the way through like a, a primo ear of corn, <laughs> husking away, and suddenly this fucking square rolls up. I also, I love the, Tom was in good spirits because he was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, Tom was in good spirits. Plenty of booze. <laughs> Plenty of booze, and he had a hot lady on his arm. Man of simple tastes, old Tom. Oh, here we go. But a few drinks cur- cured Tom of his uneasiness. And after he had shucked 20 red ears, red ears of corn there and claimed 20 kisses from his pretty partner as payment for them, <laughs> Tom was on top of the world. <laughs> I still don't know what a husking bee is. Who is the bank in this situation? Like, it, it sounds like, you know, it's kisses, kisses for ears of corn. But, like, who's on whose authority? Yeah. Yeah, I... I are these kisses insured is what yeah, I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's you know, is there a currency is there a, a government behind this currency? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well yeah. we come back to the big what whole, what gives it value? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling self satisfied and rather reckless, he decided to take a shortcut home, even though it meant going over rag rock at night. I'm drunk and full of kisses. I'm drunk, got plenty of kisses, shucked my fair share of red corn. Now I'm heading on down to Rag Rock. I ain't scared. Just picturing him, like, just pockets grotesquely bulging with, like, shucked corn. Like, <laughs> he's got He's got a corn husk on top of his head as if it was a lampshade. He's, he's, he's built a crown. <laughs> <laughs> Now everyone knew that Rad Rock was home of terrible spirits Ooh. and many demon kind. Now, I have to clarify. Are you saying 
Rag? Rock rag. with a G, or is it rad like radical? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was rad rock, I'd say them terrible spirits are just, it's, it's just bad booze. Yeah, those demons are doing ollies left and right. <laughs> <laughs> They're carving the bowl like no demon could. <laughs> uh, legend said that underneath rag rock, an evil spirit was holding the Indian maiden, Nansama, and her <laughs> lover. I thought you were going to say. Go. Thought you were going to say Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And her lover, Winnetahue. Sure, I'll insert the sound of a passing car there. <laughs> okay, Nansala and her lover, Winnetahulu, captive inside a glittering cave filled with treasure. Cool. Tom Dunn usually avoided Ragrock, wanting nothing to do with demons or with angels for that matter, not being fond of anything spiritual in nature. This it's is not that he, this is not a, that he didn't believe in it. It's that he's just like, nah, I don't like angels. I'm I not a fan. I don't need that shit in my life. <laughs> oh, they're there. I avoid it because I don't like them. It's just like a glow, a glowing orb, like three feet to the left of his head. He's like, yeah, I see it. Not, not doing fan. it. Fuck you. I'm not fond. <laughs> but on this night, Tom just laughed at the old tales and went straight up the hill. As Tom neared the top of Rag Rock, he heard the sound of a fiddle floating on the breeze. Is it more corn to party with? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm digging that fiddle. Play free bird! <laughs> free oh. corn. <laughs> <laughs> a light appeared among the trees, and he could hear laughter and the sound of feet shuffling in a dance. Oh, <laughs> he said to himself. <laughs> It, it seems that some of the so-called righteous town folk have got themselves up a moonlight dance. <laughs> the minister should see this. After hearing the sacrilegious music they're playing, he won't be so quick to tell me I'm shaming the town. <laughs> so he's motivated by spite. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. He's like, oh, wait till the minister hears how devilish these angels are being. I got a pocket full of corn, a mouth full of kiss herpes. I'm gonna get everyone in trouble. <laughs> I'm telling the minister. Deacon. <laughs> Tom pushed his way through the thicket, eager to see whom he had caught making merry on Rag Rock. A moment later, he found himself on the edge of a clearing. Torches flared on every side, and there was a joyous crowd milling about and dancing in a spirited manner quite unlike any he had ever seen. Now Tom dearly enjoyed a good dance, and this, was, and this one was better than the rest of its kind. His toes tapped to the cheery fiddle tune as he gazed about in wonder. Then he gave a delighted laugh and strolled boldly into the ring of dancers. He offered them an elaborate bow, excuse me, and they greeted him with a friendly shout. Ah! Oh, my corn! Sorry about that. <laughs> his corn spills out of his pockets. I was at a shucking bee earlier. I'm just a husking bee, excuse me. I'm picturing just everyone like having a great time with this like 
filthy, <laughs> disheveled man. <laughs> yes. Like ears of corn coming out of his collar, just everywhere, just like he's just covered in a farm. And he's like, hi, hello. <laughs> Can I get in the middle of your dance circle? <laughs> Bowing and vomiting simultaneously. And, uh, but actually, that's not the case. They greeted him with a friendly shout. <laughs> a girl with laughing black eyes and rosy red lips was sitting just outside the circle. She eyed him mischievously and twitched her skirt, allowing him to catch a glimpse of her pretty ankles. The invitation in her eyes and her flirtatious sidelong glance were all the incentive Tom needed to sweep her out of her seat and into the dance. You like corn, baby? <laughs> Tom whirled her about in the wildest dance he had ever led. He seemed to be floating in the air, so light were his heels and so dashing his moves. Soon an admiring ring had formed around Tom and his partner, inciting him to new heights and marvelous feats of skill. The fiddle seemed to put lightning in his heels. He could make no wrong move this night. He swung his partner around and they separated in order to dance back to each other across the field. So he took a little bit of Molly. Is <laughs> what's, is what's yeah, happening? Tom's here. on Molly right now. Do you, would you like a would you like an ambient flashlight for? Yes, uh, for I that? would love an ambient flashlight. Yeah. You saw it getting closer and closer. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, this is perfect. This is perfect. Thank you so much. I, I usually, when we do this in winter, I have like a little kerosene lantern that Ooh, I bring. Cool. But I'm like, eh, it's probably going to be late. <laughs> eh, it's fine. It never is. Uh, okay, here we go. Tom made a mighty leap and a whirl, cracking his heels together. As he came to the ground, he noticed that his partner, who was dancing suggestively towards him, <laughs> had changed. She looked older. Her face had grown longer and her eyes were dark and hard. Tom whirled again, uh. and now when he came face to face with his partner, he saw with dismay that she had transformed completely. Her form was lank and twisted, her hair wild and disarrayed, her teeth yellow and pointed, and her green eyes full of wickedness and glee. Oh, the corn goggles are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, Tom's sobering up is what's going on. <laughs> in the moment Tom realized that he was in the company of a of the demon inhabitants of Rag Rock. Oh. In that moment, excuse me. Sure. His partner gave him a twisted smile as they joined hands, and the faces in the crowd were no longer noble, though they were still merry. Give us your corn, <laughs> corn man. <laughs> Tom was trembling with such fear that his legs could barely hold him. But he knew if he stopped dancing now, his fate was sealed. <laughs> How did he know that? <laughs> Tom, stop dancing and start running. I, what is your deal? I guess in that moment, like you're like, all right, well, I'm dancing now, and they're not killing me. Yeah, as long as I keep dancing. If I keep, yeah, like no, no change in the status quo. No kill in the status, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely when you like just quietly moonwalk backwards out of the clearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that those classic dances that you use to get to the other side of the room. Exactly. You know? One of those dances. You grab somebody else's partner and do the like that kind of like long, you know, really pointed walk across the room. Yeah. Yeah. You you dance merrily to the other side. <laughs> 
The only way out for him was to dance until sunrise, or for a minister to order him to stop. But his minister was safe in bed, and Tom knew he had to dance or die. What? We're supposed to just suspend disbelief and be like, oh, unless a minister is like, that's good. <laughs> I don't get that. Perhaps there are there are colonial rules of which we are unaware. Yeah, I don't know all the demon rules. Now look, it, this is New England in in Puritan times, so just so you know, if a demon is dancing with you, you have to dance with them until sunrise. Or a unless minister a, could put the kibosh on that. Unless a minister calls Baxis. <laughs> yes. Comes out, time out, down you go. And then you got to look out for the demon calling, uh, no Baxis. Yeah. In that case, the minister would have to say, no, takes backsies. And then it's a three-legged race to the top of the hill. And you have to give of the demon course. three ears of corn. <laughs> God, corn was just at the husband. Tom, excuse me. Corn. His name is just it's corn. corn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Corn Tom. <laughs> Hi, your name's Corn Tom. <laughs> the, the deeper into the story we get, he's like, and it's corn, corn dance. <laughs> corn, it's it's the big John Malkovich. Corn, 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 corn. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, the fat was in the fire. <laughs> That's a fun way of saying the shit is at the fan. Using it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yep, the fat's in the fire now, boys. <laughs> Tom threw off his coat and tie and settled into a steady jig fancy antics forgotten he just went with the classic just just snapping your fingers go 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 shuffling the feet nothing love, up top just the the image of him like it's it's fucking tom yeah. hanks tying his tie around his head and he's like all right let's fucking go <laughs> this is the point in the tour de france where they just do a where a lot of drafting happens mainly <laughs> stamina in it to win it yeah the moon was setting over the trees. If he could hold out for two more hours, he would be free. His partner giggled happily and tried to <laughs> snuggle up to him, but he danced away from her. He could not escape. This is a classic story. It's like, if he just fucked that demon, yeah. it'd be fine. It you seems know? like it's That could kill two hours for sure. Give her the corn <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> His partner giggled happily and tried to. Oh, whoops. Each way he turned, another gleaming pair of evil eyes, or a face not quite human, was watching him. Many of the demon folk raised their glasses to him in a threatening toast. We all love corn. <laughs> to Tom, we're going to kill him. <laughs> the most threatening toast you could think of. I do love just over the glass. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> hey, Tom, going to kill you. <laughs> By this time, Tom was in agony. His muscles burned and his body was shaking with fatigue. I must keep dancing, he told, oh. I must keep dancing, he told himself, <laughs> urging himself on. No one else was dancing now. They were all watching him hungrily. The clearing was silent except for the obscenely merry sound of the fiddle. Suddenly a cramp caught Tom in the calf. Ow, <laughs> ow. <laughs> Fuck, fuck, fuck. Should have stretched. Tom didn't stretch. You know, you always stretch before you start dancing with demons. You always start before a husking bee. <laughs> yeah. Just, you gotta, gotta stretch out those hammies. <laughs> I do a couple calf stretches before, always before going up rag rock. <laughs> he doubled over in agony, and his one-time partner shouted with glee. She loomed above him, and a whiff of sulfur choked him. 
God save me! Shouted Tom, tumbling onto his back. At the name of God, there came a sudden hissing sound. Tom heard growls and curses and had a brief vision of inhuman figures scurrying away. The witch, who was hanging greedily over him, burst into flame. The stink of sulfur and the blazing flames overwhelmed him, and Tom knew no more. This does go back to our talk earlier about the Lord's name in vain. It's like, you're going to fucking let him know. Like, don't, yeah. don't bring him here, you know? <clears throat> also, it's a little bit of a literal deus ex machina. Like, you know, well, he just said God, and then he showed up and... Yeah, that's all I had to do? You're kidding me. I danced I could have done that before the leg cramp. <laughs> I danced for seven hours. <laughs> I invented moonwalking. <laughs> yeah, he was trying shit out. He's like, eh, let's do a shuffle. Is it what this? Is it this? <laughs> Gonna call this the Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of Tom being like, finally, I can get my jig down. <laughs> that, get my jig perfected. It's that scene in, like, fucking Footloose where he goes and dances, and he's like, just, I just gotta get it out. I just gotta get it out. <laughs> he woke at daybreak he was lying in the dirt of an overgrown clearing his his coat and his tie next to him his head pounded fiercely lord what a hangover corn everywhere (laughs) corn strewn about (laughs) lord what a hangover he moaned pushing himself up and what a terrible dream his jackknife fell out of his pocket as he spoke, and three ears of corn followed. <laughs> <laughs> he bent painfully to pick it up, then immediately dropped it with a terrified gasp. <gasps> corn. <laughs> corn? <laughs> the face of the pretty girl with whom he had danced was etched on the handle. Kneeling down in the dirt, he picked up the knife again. Yes, it was she. Slowly, he turned the knife over. On the other side was the picture of the witch as she looked right before he blacked out. Said, for a good time, come up rag rock. (laughs) Feeling sick and and feverish, Tom thrust the knife into his pocket. He forgot to close it. Close it, close it. Ow! (laughs) Grabbed his things and stumbled his way home. Femoral artery. (laughs) He lay in bed for a month with fever. (laughs) God, Tom didn't have a job? This was back in the day where, like, just, like, seeing a bear could, like, send you over the edge. It's like, oh, he has the brain fever. He thought about the Lord too much. (laughs) When his health returned, Tom immediately joined the church. (laughs) There's a theme here. <laughs> what this fucking Schlosser lady is just a fucking god chill. She's a covert evangelical. <laughs> Believe in Jesus. He <clears throat> saves you from all scary stories. The only thing that will save you from the demons is corn and the Lord. <laughs> Tom immediately joined the church, married his partner from the from the husking bee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that lady. Hey, you corn woman, get it. <laughs> Uh, I've never heard this word before. Forsook? Uh, F-O-R-S-O-O-K. Uh, forsook. For, forsook. Forsook. Yeah. To, oh, uh, to okay, to... okay. I should have used context. Please. Oh, no, no, yeah. Forsook all worldly entertainments and never drank anything stronger than tea. All worldly entertainments? No more fun for me. I had my fill up on Rag Rock. 
un- Uncle Corn Tom, do you want to play Scrabble <laughs> with us? No! I forsook all worldly entertainments long ago. Flips the board, backhands the kid. No! Demons! <laughs> Don't worry, your your grandpa Corn Tom is just having one of his brainstorms. <laughs> The minister was delighted that Tom had taken his speech to heart and ever afterward claimed credit for Tom's reformation. God, just like a fucking classic minister, just grifting hard. Look at my good work. I tell Donate a, to the church. I tell a pretty mean story. <laughs> yeah. I also laced his beer with LSD. <laughs> yes. Then I put on a wig and freaked him out up on Rag Rock. <laughs> That's how I get all my cult followers. Um. <laughs> Within a few years, Tom was a deacon and was considered by all to be the most honest and upright workman in the community. <laughs> If at times he vexed his wife with his refusal to attend any of the village dances, he was in all other respects a model husband. When he died, his wife put up a grand tombstone in his honor. The end. (laughs) That's the fucking end? All right. Story's whack, dude. These stories are fucking whack. I was really digging this one. I was really digging this one until it was like, and then Tom turned to Jesus and all was fine. I... Ugh. I don't like that either. I, I mean, what what's the better ending? Is it is it? He he goes and he like burns burns the, burns rag rock. Is it that he? I think it would have been a better ending if it was all in his head. Yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. in his head, and then he mm-hmm. like he never turned to the drink again. Yeah, he yeah. could he could do all of the Reformation things, without the Jesus God saving him part. If he yeah. just like, if he like fucking i don't know but then it's not a scary story it's like a cautionary tale about it, drinking i mean it could it, it's still it could still be kind of spooky and open-ended i mean yeah. you know he he gets home and you know he, he still sees the little picture of her on the knife and he's like oh how strange like oh then okay. like like every once in a while he hears the faint fiddle or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. you know like yeah. tom never got over it every once in a while when he would walk by the bar he'd pause for a moment but those distant fiddle strings Turned yeah. him back on his way. Yeah, great. Dude, you could yeah. totally do it, you know? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, they made it oddly Jesus-y, and I'm not sure why. It didn't need to be the case. I'm not sure why. No. You can, you can, have, you can have spooky demons up on Rag Rock, which, by the way, sounds like a euphemism for, like, fucking on somebody's <laughs> period. Um, I'm visiting the spooky demons <laughs> up on Rag Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just what everyone with a vagina <laughs> likes to hear is the, there are demons inside. There's demons um, inside rag rock. Yep, that's that's what it is. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm going to give that one. Um, also, three three out of five weirdly specifically etched pocket knives. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the other thing, like. Was, What's the knife for? Wh- wh- What's the knife deal? Did the demon like take a moment to be like, let me really freak him out by etching my pretty <laughs> face and then my spooky face on the knife? No, I- the knife the knife was a tool just like the seaweed <laughs> in the way of showing you that it wasn't all in your head. <laughs> that it wasn't all in your head. That like his knife was not etched like that before. That then that, you know what? That needs to be stated explicitly. Because yes. I'm like, oh, so was it like a dream? Like he 
he saw the knife and like that's why he thought like it, it was a fantasy and he's like oh it was just a knife that I had and that's why I fantasized this lady right yeah, yeah. I think I think it would have helped if mm. there was some type of just even one line saying or of Tom being like or corn of of corn being like <laughs> this isn't my corn my corn hasn't looked like this before yeah I haven't seen this corn before <laughs> yeah something yeah hard to agree with you there buddy um, yeah so what what's your rating. Uh, I give it um, uh, four husking bees out of five. I thought All that right. was a, I was very compelled with that it's, story. You, Maybe it was because I was reading it. Yeah. It's Pre- possible because I was the one reading it that I liked that story. Pretty. But that was one where it's like when, once like the dancing started, I was like fucking dude. Oh. Oh, okay. We'll be out in Jiffy. You got it. We're getting we're getting kicked out of the park. Yeah. So we, let's let's pause. Let's pause, and yeah. we can continue this in in my car on the I guess, in the yeah. parking lot on, on the hood of your car. <laughs> yeah, we can continue this on the hood of my car. Ah, uh, oh, bummer. They used to leave this open all night, basically. Now it's not going to be a spooky podcast. Oh. It's just a fucking car park <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's less scary now that we're just being evicted from a park. <laughs> Also, spooky. I love the the calling the cemetery a park. Yeah, the park is closed. The park is closed now. Um, he's like, all right. What time is it? Eight. Eight forty-three. Okay, I guess that that kind of tracks. I remember. Uh, I mean, I hope that they stopped doing this. Like, I was here until like probably like. Nine or ten p.m. on. Uh... I got this one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we can. I mean, we can just keep. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still recording? Oh yeah, we're walking. We're walking and talking yeah. here. We're walking and talking. <laughs> classic walk and talk. Uh, but no, I, uh, I did a, a Halloween episode here. Uh huh. And we were probably perfect. yeah, it was great. And we were probably here until like ten p.m. You would think that would be the time where the cemetery patrol would come. Yeah. Prompt. I feel like, I mean, I remember years and years ago coming here and hanging out until like two o'clock in the morning and they just never locked it up. And I'm wondering if this is a, a new thing that is happening because of pandemic or because of, you know, how common it has become to sweep homeless people out of established camps. <laughs> yeah, that's because, that's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> More than it used to be, uh, and it Clearly already we're not the homeless though. But I mean, I think this lady is like, look, guys, if I didn't have to lock these gates, sure, I would totally. You're fine. Clearly, you're doing something. I see microphones. Yeah, there's, okay, there seems we'll... to be a light there. You're doing something. Yeah. I, I would also say, like, just give us the option to hop over the fence. Yeah. yeah, I'll climb a fence. That's I could. Fine. I mean, is it like a locking knob? I could just lock up. That's the behind other, me. The th- you know, it <laughs> it would make sense to install a gate that only swings out. There you go. You there know, you go. Like a like a turnstile at a subway. Mm. You know, you can go out mm. but not in. Yeah, love that. Why don't they just do turnstiles at <laughs> the fucking cemetery? There's a lot like. <laughs> This cute little guy right here is my car. There you go. Well, we can just hang out on the hood. Yeah. I mean, not on the hood, but like... No, just fucking lean on the hood. Uh, Take a shit on it for all I care. (laughs) Not a monster. Uh, So anyway, you're giving it four out of five. Yeah. 
What uh, was it? What, what, what was I? Yeah, what was your rating? It was, it was four out of five something. Husks? Husks. Was it corn nubs? Corn husks. I don't know. <laughs> four out of five corn yeah. husks. Four out of five. Because I thought the story was really good. Yeah. They'd... I thought the story was really good until the Jesus shit if started If only they had stuck the landing. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's me, you know, like maybe, I don't no, know. No, I think that, that I think that's more than fair. Like, you know, they, they pivot it towards towards the Lord, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the third act could use some work. Yeah. there's all I'm saying. There's plenty of ways to do it that don't just like, and then he became a priest and helped everybody out with the God. Yeah. Um, That's another thing. I mean, that, uh, it's another thing that makes me not believe in ghosts, for sure, is that every fucking story has the same, the same fucking arc. They all have the same tools you know like the like the physical object that's yeah. left to prove that it wasn't all in your head yeah there's only uh there's only so many ways to skin a scary cat um or to to, to shuck a scary ear of corn i guess <laughs> uh, though the, you, but you, you get a little bit of discrepancy there sometimes it's you know mm-hmm. you know the, the person will come away and they'll be like oh but i still had a, an eerie handprint on my arm where the ghost grabbed me <laughs> but yeah it's it's variations on a theme, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, well, the campfire is burning low, <laughs> which is super problematic because that noise is us getting kicked out of the cemetery, uh, so we can't put the fire out. <laughs> um, I peed on it before we left. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I poured I poured my can of wine are you on a, it. Are you, a, are you a pee on the campfire guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I never. I, I did it. Uh, I used to be a pee on the campfire guy, hmm? until I went camping with a pee with a, also a pee on the campfire guy. And then you peed on each other. He peed. He peed on the campfire. I didn't pee on the campfire. He got in the car, smelled like pee, hardcore. <laughs> then I realized, like, oh, the steam that's emitted from the campfire piss is vapor. piss vapor, <laughs> and I'm getting covered in piss vapor now. I I will say best practices first of all you're going to want to throw some you know dirt on there throw some water on there and then the the pee, then what's the point of peeing on it just the fun of it. <laughs> just the pleasure no you know like I am so aggressively paranoid about wildfires that like yeah. my protocol for the fire is <clears throat> I will bury the fire in dirt. Yeah. I will step on it. Like a ridiculous amount of dirt. Yeah. Uh, like what's left is a hill of dirt. It's a hill with some rocks around it. Yeah. Then I will pour at least one gallon of water on it. <laughs> and then I will pee on it. Okay. And then I will not be able to sleep for four hours. Right. Because I'll have to keep going back and checking the fire. Right. Uh, Smokey the Bear would be proud mm-hmm. that I'm traumatized. Only you. So, have you started a fire in your life? Uh, not one that got out of control. Uh huh. Um, I started one that I was so sure was <laughs> out of control, but it was just cottonwood cotton. Oh yeah. But it was like a whole field of cottonwood. <laughs> cotton. That like I saw how much cottonwood there was, 
cottonwood cotton. And yep. so I lit it being like, this one's going to be good. And I tell you what, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but it freaked me the fuck out, oh, dude, because yeah. it spread so quick. That's and you do. luckily all the grass was green and it didn't do anything but just burn all the cotton. Yeah. But, man, you, you that got, scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. You got green grass because it's like, yeah, the, the more of it there is, you're like, Oh. Is it gonna reach that critical mass? <laughs> yes. Is it gonna get hot enough to burn the green grass? Yeah, um, yeah. Because no, I mean, I'm sure you've done it before, where you've seen the the bu the bunches of cotton, and you've been like, "I'm gonna light that on fire. That's fun. Mm -hmm. oh, Send yeah. it down the gutter. Oh, it always yeah. collects in the gutter, and you yeah. can get this awesome line of yeah. fire Just up the block. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 as a as a real pyromaniac. Mm. Um, a real one, not some fucking poser-ass pyromaniac. Just, I mean, like, I mean, like, real as in, like, I love You're fire. really pyromaniac. Like, one of my favorite things to do as a kid, when I was, as a child, rather, was to cover my Power Ranger toys in, like, rubbing alcohol and light them on fire. Yeah. Really fun. Really fun. Okay. Um, so I'm a big fan of fire, and I just wish that I, I lived in a a wetter climate yeah Oregon you know, is too dry yeah that's that's the thing where it's like <clears throat> even this week we're we're like two weeks into, into April and we're getting the warnings like oh fire warning I don't know and it's, like, yeah it hasn't rained in a while <sighs> it's been a, it's been a little bit since it rained yeah I grew up been... in Utah where uh wildfires the mountains would catch on fire oh, yeah. every year yeah, yeah it was a part of fourth of July it was a part of July, it was the part of Fourth of July was so, the mountains catch on fire. So it's still not like a natural thing that happens. It is no. a direct result of. 4th it's of almost July. never a natural thing. It's always, <laughs> it's always like I don't know. Just the beginning of July, the mountain catches on fire. <laughs> um, just want to make sure that our levels are still. Yeah, I did. We, yeah, we've, we've, we've changed mic, mic setups a little. Setups, bit. yeah. Now I'm just um, holding a mic like I'm doing stand up on my. It's probably on the of fine. My car. I'm gonna I'm gonna normalize this audio a little bit later, but uh, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, it should um, be fine. <clears throat> yeah, for all you tech heads out there. Well, we're looking at the uh, the old. You're still here talking shop. Zoom H4N Pro. Ooh, I got a Zoom H1. Oh yeah. For my uh for my my little skits that oh, I yeah. do. It's and ooh, I, I want to hear more about those little skits in just a jiffy. Well, mm. I so okay so. Fire's growing low. I'm going to climb back over this fence to go douse the fire. While I do that... Oh, no, wait. We've got one more part before that. Uh, What's the part? Has anything spooky ever happened to you? Um, no. All right, well. <laughs> no, but I will... <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, no, I have but. been... I've been freaked out. Sure. Sure. But I've always been able to, you know, I've always been able to... Reason. Reason my way out. It's never been dead humans. I've never settled on a dead human. Because <laughs> there, there was times, you know, there was a time... I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is like, uh, this is like a necessarily ghost related, but I was... There was a time when I was in uh, eighth grade where I, for some reason, was just like... I was dabbling in... Satan stuff. Sure. I was dabbling and like I was learning about Satan and yeah. And to me, it didn't even seem that important because it's like I don't even believe he existed. You know, you don't believe God exists. You don't believe Satan exists. Sure. It's just like let's see what the um, counterpoint is. I th and I th and it was weird because like I thought that I didn't. I was like super hard. I don't believe Satan exists. Mm -hmm. 
And then I spent a day in school just like having this piece of paper where I was just like doing satanic symbols and writing 666 and pen- sure. doing pentagrams and shit. And trying it on. See just how, trying it on. See like, how this feels. Yeah, this is a fun little, <laughs> I'm doodling. It felt like doodling. <laughs> yeah. And then um, there was a moment when I was going to bed and that piece of paper was still in my back pocket of just the there. pants that I wore at school. And uh, I started getting freaked the fuck out, dude. Yeah. I, start, I worked myself up into a freaking stupor. Isn't that To fun? the point where I ripped up the piece of paper and flushed it down the toilet. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's more of a story about uh, just God brainwash. That <laughs> even somebody who never went to church and, you know, like, I still had a little piece of me that was like, but maybe it's real. What if? It's that, uh, and even, even further than God brainwash, it's that... The, the power of belief. Yeah, where it's power like, of belief. And, you know, I, I forget. I've, I think it was like Niels Bohr who was like, eh, you know, I don't believe in God. But if on the off chance God exists, it is better to have believed in I'm him. hedging my bets. Exactly. And he's <laughs> like, so I'm going to say that I be- I'm going to yeah. live my life as if I believe in God just in case. Right. Um, like the lottery. You can't win if you don't play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's that, like... Yeah. But, yeah, I've tried I've tried multiple times. Yeah. I've tried so many times. I have an extreme fascination with abandoned houses. Oh, yeah. Every time I see an abandoned house, I feel the urge to go into the abandoned house. See what's I almost in there. always go in there. Uh, and I'm almost always creeped out. But mainly just because an abandoned house feels lawless. Yeah. And the way of, like, this is a place where breaking a window is okay. Yeah. And spray painting everything is okay. And destruction is okay. And I'm always convinced that there's some hobo that I'm going to run in on. And freaking, they're going to, they're probably going to be, you know, it's like a snake. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. A hobo is not immediately going to start killing you, trying yeah. to kill you, but it's, if you catch him in a fucking yeah, but abandoned it, house. It's that thing where it's or like... Or her. Hey, ladies sure. can be homeless, yeah. too. It, it can be anybody. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's that thing where when I have been in a potentially haunted, spooky place, like, even, you know, when I've been in the cemetery quite late at night, it's rarely... The idea of a ghost that gets right. me. It's the idea of a person. A live person. Being there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's like, you know, you're sitting and, you know, I mean, you can see now, like, if we were in there, you know, we would have visibility. It's not well lit. No. You have visibility for a few feet and it's like, who's there? What do they want? Why mm. are they here? Why are they this close to me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Any kind of a person being where a person shouldn't be and and that's only exacerbated when you are where you shouldn't be right um yeah so i even went to i went to in salem every or not in salem seaside every year there's this thing called the ghost conference yeah i went to the ghost conference. i've been to that ghost conference too i went to the ghost conference we yeah. went even on a ghost hunt where I paid $25. <laughs> I paid $25 to is... go into a supposedly haunted bar and their their method of finding the ghosts, communicating with the ghosts was that they had they had this box. They called it a ghost box. Uh-huh. But it was really just like a fucking radio. Yeah. It was a radio that was set to scan and was scanning like every 
possible frequency. And like then, every frequency, and like it was like, it like come every ha- every half a second, it was going to a new frequency. Yeah, and apparently, and then it would like fucking hit a radio station inevitably, and then everybody assumes that's <gasps> the ghost. It's, speaking to you. It's the ghost. When it's um, like, dude, the fucking... It just said 105.9. It's a, it's a regular... <laughs> like, oh, my God, the ghost wants us to go 105.9 paces to the west. And it's like, shut the fuck up, guys. This is so stupid. I guess, what are we doing? I guess this ghost really loves ZZ Top. <laughs> yes! Um, yeah, I think I thought I heard Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> does that? What does that mean? The ghost told me they have fun and games. And so it really is. It, it's it's yeah. the power of belief because people people were, there were grown grown adults were working themselves into a stupor yeah. over a radio, mm-hmm. over a radio on scan. It's like, it's such a frustrating. Such an awesome grift. Yeah. Such an amazing grift. There was so much money going around. Oh, and yeah. And it was like the ghost conference was it was like a collection of the grifters because it wasn't just ghost people. It was conspiracy people Mm. and crystal people, crystal people. Yes. And like fucking I'm carved a stick and now it's a wand people. And it's all of these amazing grifter opportunity. Yeah, And, you know, like because ghost and it goes to my point, which is why I have to keep my mouth shut when people fucking believe in ghosts. Ghost people are fucking gullible. Yeah. Ghost people, they, they're so fucking gullible. It, it's, I lose respect. Like honestly, a girlfriend believing in ghosts <laughs> is a deal breaker for me. Well, it's that. Th- I don't think I could. I don't think I could take you seriously. No, and it's like, it's that. I have exactly the same thing with, with, just religion in general. Where it's like, and not like philosophically religious, like something more somewhere undefined. Mm-hmm philosophical interesting questions i just mean like dogmatic like there's a god and i'm gonna go there one day Mm -hmm. and it always it it makes me sad because it speaks to in my opinion it speaks to a mind that needs something to fill that hole it's like you can't they're not satisfied with what's in front of them yeah and you can't like they can't they can't look at the question mark and be like, I guess it's a question mark. They have to look at it and be like, I need a story. I need you to get a band-aid. Like, you need to get yeah. a cork that fits that hole exactly. And that happens to have Jesus' face on it like a piece of toast. Um, well, and the thing is, is a lot of the times, some people, they never had a chance. Mm. They grew up being told and convinced that here's your car ghosts are real. You know, like, I, I'm, I'd be interested to, he, to, uh, to hear about, like, People who believe in ghosts, do their parents believe in ghosts? Yeah. Is it? But I mean, the, but then there's that too. It's like my mom believes in ghosts. My mom, my mom swears that she like a book fell off the bookshelf and sure. the house is haunted, sh- sh- shit like that. And it's like, come on, lady. Yeah. Come on, lady. <laughs> lady. <laughs> lady. <laughs> now, I will say. Um, so, like I said, I am I am deeply skeptical. That being said. I've had a couple things happen to me that okay. are peculiar. Yeah. And I don't know what they are. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say like it's proof of ghosts. Sounds like a dead human. Yeah, and I'm like and I'm like <laughs> who knows? Like or I, energy. Yeah, it's like it comes back. I'm like <laughs> honestly like and when it comes to like if if I if somebody was like, "Okay, 
take for a moment the idea that ghosts do exist or like there's a phenomenon that exists what would be your explanation for it i'd be like i don't know i guess that like it's like glitch in the universe and you just like see something that happened before like it's not it's not that there's a ghost here it's that you're just you're you're, you're there's a little bit of a of 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 time gets thin and you see something that happened right. before. I'm like, that, that sounds more believable. Right, exactly. That sounds more believable that there's other universes laid on top of our yeah. universe that sometimes men, dip through. Yeah. yeah, dips through yeah. or something. Um, That's more believable. It's that thing where, you know, I, I remember a, a, a high school teacher telling me, you know, if you shoot an atom at a piece of metal a thousand times, one out of a thousand, it'll just go through because it'll just squeeze between the right. atoms. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, sure, maybe that happens. Yeah. Um, that being said, I've only had, I've had one genuinely spooky thing that I truly cannot explain, and I'm going to tell you what it is, um, not because I necessarily think it's true, but because I think it's fun if it is. Right. Uh, Sean Connery took me on one of his ghost tours once. Oh, right. Yeah, um, that guy did ghost tours. And uh, one of the stops, they take you, you're downtown Portland, you're going to all these, like, here's a ghost place, here's a ghost place, blah, blah, blah. And then they take you to this empty parking lot, and they're like, here's where we think the original burial ground of, you know, pre-city Portland was, and also here is where we think that they executed people. Mm. And, you know, we would, you know, we, we hired a, a historian, we'd hired old cartographers to kind of comb through, and they kept it pretty cagey, and they're like, maybe it's here, maybe it's over there. Um, but this is one of the places we think it could be. And uh, we thought it was weird, because we would come here and we would never get any activity on our, you know, ghost stuff, we would never find anything. Uh, and then one time on our ghost on, in our yeah, ghost box, all of our all of our, you know, spooky. We didn't uh, tune equipment. to the right radio station. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, and then one time we had this medium come in and they're like and they were talking about they're like, yeah, so this is an area we don't have a lot of activity here, which is weird because if the history of the place is what it is, you would think there would be more. And the medium just said uh, they don't have anything to say to you. <laughs> they're, they're a bit standoffish. <clears throat> yeah. And, and so then the, the guide was like. Could you ask them to? And he's like, "All right." Uh, Medium, and another grifter. Absolutely, Mediums absolutely, grifter. Absolutely a grifter. But uh, everyone's standing in a circle around this medium, and the medium's like, oh, "Okay, if you could show yourself or whatever." And suddenly, everybody's and it's an it's an EF meter. It just measures electromagnetic fields. If you put mm -hmm. it next to a circuit breaker, it'll light up. If you put it next to a battery, it'll light up. Right. Um, Everyone in the circles, things started lighting up in a circle, mm -hmm. just going around the circle. Uh, hmm. And since then, and I went, I tested this out, and it was an interesting thing that I couldn't explain, but wish that I could. Right. I uh, said, all right, everybody take, this was Sean saying it. He's like, everybody take out your EM meters. He took them out, nothing. And he's like, all right, raise them up to neck height. And we did, and they all lit up. Hmm. There at where the gallows would have stood. Right. Oh. Um, uh, and whether it's true, eh, mm -hmm. um, but it's just a good piece of theater. It's a great piece of theater. And especially because, like, you're in the middle, like, it's an empty city block, and you're looking around, and you're like, what would, there's not a reason for it. Um, Fantastic. It's the only thing in my adult life where I, I've felt the spark of like, 
Oh, there it is. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I doubt it. It's probably, you know, a magnet or something. That's, that's, a, that, that's a thing, though, is, like, ghosts are the best grift. Yeah. They're the best grift. Because, uh, or maybe it's just, like, the best grifters choose ghost for some reason. Because the people that I went to, you know, when I went on the ghost hunt, man, they were good. Yeah. They were good. I mean, I saw through it because I went in there closed-minded. I didn't want to believe. Sure. I, you know, I like. I guess I wanted to believe, but you were going to have to. I was. You, you were going to have to try real hard. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to try well, real hard. And it's the the ghost thing is great because it's not like they're converting you to Christianity. Right. It's like you could believe in it and it could mean nothing mm-hmm. you could it be could, a pagan and believe yeah. in ghosts it could you could you could be a full-on atheist and and have that like oh science ghost like oh it's it's you're seen through time the universe some other thing exactly right like there's something for everyone and but, i think i think a, another good part about it is that it's almost it, it almost like it targets this feeling that you get when somebody close to you dies mm-hmm. of wishing that they would come back yeah Thinking you know, that there might be more. Thinking yeah, that, like hoping that they're still watching you. Hope, hoping that they're still this mentor you had who died is still guiding you or yeah. something. They target that, and that's why I was simultaneously at the ghost at, at during that ghost hunt. I was uh, impressed, but also disgusted. It's gross. I was disgusted with those people because these there were some people who were in tears thinking that they were speaking to somebody Ugh. that they loved yeah thinking dude and the fucking people running the shit were i could see their eyes light up when somebody thought that they were speaking with somebody that they hadn't spoken to you who's just, dead now you just see like dollar signs yeah. yeah dude they just fucking sunk their teeth into it yeah. it's fucking disgusting yeah that's that and shit like that makes me adamantly want to convince people that ghosts don't exist yeah it's that's what makes me passionate about not believing in ghosts to where i'm a dickhead when somebody tries to tell me a ghost story yeah it's, it's that, like that didn't happen don't let the grifters get you as soon as it becomes personal yeah like you know i i like a good ghost tour i like a good ghost story sure they're fun as, as soon as somebody comes up I to like me the history about it yeah you know like we like that was a cool part about it is like those same people who were leading us on the ghost tour knew a lot about the building that we were in yeah and they were telling us the story of you know uh, uh, stories about the building sure that was fascinating if to it's me. just that once great. they started manipulating somebody's grief yeah. I your, fucking your turn gran- off. Your, I know your grandpa loves you. It's like, <laughs> yeah! oh, fuck God. you. Jesus. That's why I fucking hate a medium, yeah. too. Medium. Yeah. Fuck those people, dude. Yeah. Fuck those um, people. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where, like, I... You, you... If it's general and somebody's telling you a spooky story, I'm like, great. This is a fun thing about a mm-hmm. scary thing that happened. And who knows? I guess I'll go home and I'll think about it and yeah. I'll have some fun little moments. Yeah. Um, but as soon as somebody makes it personal, it's like, fuck you. You want me to give you money. You're yeah. trying to do something. You're trying to exert power over me by like right. cold reading. Fuck you. Fuck um, you. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go douse that fire that is burning out of control in the, in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Do do tell our listeners where can they find you? Uh, you know, 
my personal I'm a, I'm at D Jones Comedy on Instagram. Old Debo Jibo. Uh that's <laughs> Debo Jibo. <laughs> Debo Jima. That's one. Yep. <laughs> uh I bet D Jones comedy on all the social medias, mm-hmm. but I I'm not really on there, as as me. Sure. I like I don't. I'm on Parlor. Mostly, <laughs> mostly for catfishing I'm not on purposes. Um, but I do have a sketch group <gasps> that I that now, I make funny videos with. Now and do we, tell. And that's like the newest coolest thing that I'm doing, and that's No Purpose Flower. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's No Purpose Flower on YouTube. That's Mm -hmm. the name of the YouTube channel. Uh, On Instagram, it's No Purpose Flower Comedy. Mm -hmm. Facebook, No Purpose Flower Comedy. Twitter, NPF Comedy. Gotcha. Uh, We don't really tweet that much. That's fair. We realize that it's like, well, to post a video directly to Twitter, you really have to destroy the quality of the video. It's rough. It's really hard. So then Twitter... Is mainly like just links to our YouTube. Just drop that embed in there, yeah. And then uh, we're we're kind of realizing that it's like, eh, you know, people aren't gonna click something that takes them off-site. Yeah. So we we thought, oh well, maybe we'll just like tweet funny things as no purpose flower. Yeah. But then none of us really felt like the gumption to do it, and so we yeah. don't do that. So the Twitter is not really that important. Sure. The Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Get please. on that Instagram. And then you guys also, on TikTok? You getting over there? No, on we're the not TikTok? on TikTok. We're not Ooh. on TikTok. Oh, those like minute. We it's capped at a minute. Yeah, but you get fuck it, t- dude. Fuck TikTok. The kids just, love it. Yeah, I hear the kids love it. Uh, mainly, we're just trying to. Uh, we're just we're trying to get a hundred subscribers Speaking on YouTube of so we can get a <laughs> custom URL. We're trying. We're going for a custom URL. Get the custom URL. You got to get up to that. That's our first. Our first threshold we're trying to so keep. You want to get on there, subscribe to No Purpose Flower. No Purpose on, uh, Flower. On YouTube. Like all purpose flower, but with, with no, no purpose. purpose. Yeah. Like decorative flower. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Don't uh, use that stuff. That's the no purpose stuff. No, no, no. You got you to gotta get that gotta Get that no purpose flower. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. Then uh, everyone subscribe. It's very funny. You're yeah, we have a lot of fun. You're 32. Yeah, that's our that's our big hit. That's the we we kind of shot our wad. That was one of the first sketches we released, and uh, starting strong. It's the, it's the only it's the only one people uh, are like quoting at me so far. So far, you got to give it time. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have a couple of really funny ones. We at first we tried to we tried to do every Monday. Sure, but then we. It's, we 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 emptied our bank of sketches. And, it's it's the uh, pandemic. It's impossible to make a sketch in a week. I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's fucking tough. Yeah, we have a hard time. No time. Time doesn't exist. Um, but uh, no, you, at this point, you know, we're we're in we're in the pandemic. We're in quarantine. Time doesn't exist. You can't hold yourself to a schedule. You got to yeah. do it when it feels right. Like this podcast. Last mm. one came out like a month ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what happens. The Consistency mood. helps, though. You know, like people, oh yeah, when people can count on a sketch every Monday. Oh, I you, know. You don't leave their minds. Yeah. If I was one of those people who could motivate myself to go do a thing every week and like actually make it work, that'd be great. That is not the case, and it's never going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't. I, I, I don't know how to do it. It's when the mood strikes you. Mm-hmm. You just feels natural. Yeah. So yeah, no purpose flower on all of the socials and. Um, I guess with that, uh, you you can find me uh, yeah. at that Avalon on Instagram and uh, Twitter. 
You can follow the show at Pod. You can email us, boohahapod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that. Cool. We should go put out that fire. We, yeah, let's go put out that fire. Jesus I have to pee. Christ. I have to pee so bad. Me too. This is perfect. Let's go breathe in our <laughs> pee fumes. <laughs> Smell my pee. Smell my pee. <laughs> perfect. Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about. And they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need. More podcasts. Absolutely. Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not? A podcast because. Just because. Just, just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.